Hello and welcome back to the Black Women Working Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us again today. My name is Tolu. I'm the host for today's episode. Um, how are we doing, everyone? By everyone, I mean Chantel. <laughs> just me and you. That's it. Uh, wait, who, yes, who are you hi. singing? Are you singing Cassie? It's me and you. No, no. Yeah. Let's go waiting. before that. Who is oh. it? Like SWV, it's old school R and B. Just oh, it's me. before my time then. Like cut clothes, get lost. <laughs> you stuck. Natalie's not here, and you want to be on ageism already. I couldn't resist it. Easy, <laughs> <laughs> too easy. But anyway, yes, um, it's just me and Shan today. Unfortunately, Natalie and Rachel could not join us today. But never fear, the content is still gonna pop. Anyway. Um, just a quick reminder to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, hashtag BWWPodcastUK. And we're also on LinkedIn as well. So make sure to follow us. Just look for Black Women Working. And you can email us um, blackwomenworkinguk <laughs> at gmail.com. Oh, there was a pause there. I didn't remember. You did it, girl. So, you did it. I did it. I got through it. Housekeeping out of the way. So if you have been keeping up with our episodes so far, you should know that our theme for this year is working on me. If you do not know, this is me informing you. And sometimes that involves acting on a little self-interest to work on yourself, uh, to get where you want to go, or alternatively, stepping back and defining the parameters of your involvement. So today's topic of focus is being intentional. And by way of explanation, we are talking about effectively planning what activities you're involved in at work to ensure they can be used to better your career in the long run. Now, we know that being involved in some of these initiatives can be passion motivated. Others can be pressure motivated by peers or the company and or they can become burnout triggers as well. So we're going to talk about all of these aspects so you can make a decision for yourself as to what you will or will not get involved in in your career. But first of all, let's knuckle down into what we think some of these workplace activities or initiatives look like, uh, what ones we've seen or been involved with in our personal careers. And um, we're not going to go into details at this point. Uh, we're going to do that a little bit later. Um, but I thought I'd start off speaking about some of the ones that I know are available in my workplace or in different workplaces where I've been over the years. So one of the top ones, um, especially recently, is diversity or DEI. That's what they call it. Uh, what is that? Diversity. Diversity, e- equity and inclusion. Them things there. <laughs> Another one is BAME or B-A-M-E, which is Black and Minority Ethnic Networks. Um, you can have mentorship um, initiatives as well. There's also LGBTQ initiatives nowadays. Um, and also there can be social activities as well, like in my current workplace. And there's quite a few of those for like films, sports, uh, even learning a different language actually as well. So that's quite fun. Um, so I think we'll move on to the first question here. And what I wanted to ask, and I guess this question is to the both of us, um, do we think that involvement in these initiatives can play a tangible and favourable role in promotion or career development in our roles? And if so, how can we use it to do so? 
and let's talk about our personal experiences of any of that, if any. And I want to be cheeky here. I'm going to ask you to answer that first, Shen. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it really does depend on the sector or the organisation that you work with, because for me, my first thought was no. Like, mm. your question was, do they play a tangible or favourable role in terms of promotion or career development? And thinking about the some of the initiatives, activities that you listed, like diversity and inclusion or um, affiliation groups like the LGBTQ or um, other religious groups or whatever, I just feel like it allows a lot of, organizations and places to tick box and be like and we look we do this for our employees but it's not a we it's more of a somebody has stepped forward and Mm. um said it's something that's missing or something that they would like now I think and this is where like being intentional really matters because when you do put yourself forward for these things, I think you really have to carefully think like, what is the intention behind it? What am I trying to get? And by I, it doesn't mean personal gain. It can mean for the group that you're serving. So if I think about my early teaching career, the um, charity that I trained with at the time, 13 years ago, was not very diverse. In actual fact, I think all of the black people in my cohort are in a WhatsApp group and all fit in my front room. Um, Story of my life, man. Um, And so we made a real point of highlighting this to the CEO and the powers that be in the charity because the narrative was that, you know, we're cultivating teachers to serve the most disadvantaged children in society. And by disadvantaged, often the majority is then children who are BAME, right? Mm. So we're like, well, if you're serving, if if these are your beneficiaries, then the people who are serving them should be reflective of that population. And what happened with that is we did some of the early work in terms of affiliation networks, in terms of giving the charity suggestions about what should be included in teacher training so that our our white peers were more aware of needs and whatever goes with that. And then I sort of backed away because DEI and BAME stuff, Mm. I I, I just don't have the capacity or the energy for it. And I, I personally resent that it takes for the person of that nature to lead, if you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. oh, because I'm the black person, I will do it. Because I'm the woman, I will mm. lead the woman's group, whatever. So I step away. But um, in actual fact, that was the beginning of what has become quite uh, a steady um, organization, BAME mm-hmm. Ed. So now there's a whole, there's a whole, I don't know what you call it. I say organization. Movement, not maybe not so much movement, but you know, there's in terms of their influence, in terms of um, training and conferences and their voice in in spaces that matter, BAMED is a thing. Now. Yeah. Um, and so it's serving. And for the people who are currently leading it, 
they they're, they're well they're doing well for themselves. I think they've contributed to the publishing of a book and mm. getting funding. It's ongoing. It, it's 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 an organization, mm-hmm. um, and so it served them. Um, for, and I guess I don't know because I don't speak to them directly, but I I would from what I can see of how they're profiling, it has served their sort of Career individual drive in terms of their presence in in the education space mm-hmm. so intention is important mm-hmm. but I think the only how that these things or activities or involvement in these activities will lead to career progression is if you know that that's what you want it to be and you almost treat it like a second job yeah I wish Natalie was here because I think her experience is slightly different when we look at some of the awards and accolades mm-hmm that she's gained in in her in her sphere and what that's meant for her in terms of people looking to her and opportunities mm-hmm. she's had. So I don't think what I'm saying is true for everyone, but yeah. Yeah, no, she's Would definitely had um, a lot of experience in terms of being involved in so many different initiatives and um, in and in terms of like widening uh, her network for sure. And in terms of, I suppose, impacting her career in a positive way. Um, as for myself, I can't say that I've ever joined anything. <laughs> and that sounds so anti. And when I think on it, I'm quite surprised because I'm genuinely a person that does volunteer for stuff or get involved in things. But it's mostly outside of work. I think with me, my mentality is work is work and why am I finna give any more energy anywhere else in that place even if I really like it it's like no I love my individual pursuits outside of work I've got nothing's going we've got this that we're doing you know I also do many other things I'm trying to write I do photography do this do that the other I just don't have the time for it and I'm like you when it comes when I see DNI things, I'm just like, meh. But actually saying that, my workplace has recently launched um, an initiative for um, Black members of the agency as a whole within the UK. <clears throat> and it's had a couple of initial sessions which went well. But right now it needs people to propel it. And um, yeah, <laughs> the volcano coming forward. <laughs> and the thing is, I think everyone is just like, uh, probably overwhelmed in terms of their work responsibilities, um, but also kind of maybe still figuring out in their head, okay, what's the purpose and aim of this? I think everyone was agreed that it's needed, it's vital, and it really has been a safe space for the initial couple of meetings. But it really does take that extra amount of effort to be able to drive things forward. And I think especially in the context of the environment and society we're in today, with so much going on, the cost of living crisis, the government, you know, burning this country to the ground, every little thing extra that you're doing is emotional effort and labour that is taking you away from basically surviving in this country. Hmm. And so, you know, I think for a lot of people, being involved in anything like this these days is actually a luxury. And maybe it's representative of the privilege of some people to be involved in some of these spaces. Because I've seen when it comes to these initiatives, et cetera, in the workplace, majority of the people driving it are people who are white. But then again, we have to look at numbers. Majority of this country is white. So that makes sense as well. But also when you now start to think and dig a little deeper into the structure of companies, anyway, you look at the 
what is it, the wage gap, ethnicity pay gap, all those kind of things. All those things can impact and speak to how much free time a person has to give themselves to anything like this, especially something where there is no actual um, monetary remuneration. It's just mm. of your own kind of passion and enthusiasm. So well, I'm going to come to that in a minute, but <laughs> you know, let's well, let think, the conversation go on. Exactly. So I think, in my personal opinion, I actually do think involvement in these initiatives can play a favourable role for some people. Mm. And again, like you said, depends on the sector, depends on the market, and it depends on who those people are. I personally have not seen anyone of an ethnic minority group um, get, I don't know, um, I personally, am, am, I have not personally seen anybody of that kind of sector or group in whatever you want to call it, um, benefit in that way in terms of promotion from their involvement in these things but I most definitely have seen Caucasian counterparts um be blessed in that respect and it being used as a reason as to why they've been promoted to this level and oh they're doing xyz outside of the work they're on the board of this that and the other again I think that comes down to privilege exposure and who who is making those decisions um so I don't really know how to um utilize it how people can like utilize those things I can only speak to what my personal experience has been Mm. yeah and I think like um I think that leads us to sort of like what are the drawbacks and I know that was one of the questions that you wanted to to pose and (sighs) do you know what I think on one hand, I'm going to say something that I don't necessarily agree with, but I think if these things are going to, going to matter in terms of promotion and the organisation seeing you, is everybody needs to take it seriously. And even though mm. it might be extracurricular, I think in terms of intention, it might be that is this activity something that can be considered in, say, your appraisal process? Mm-hmm. Now, I say that, but I say that with a pinch of salt because. If it's additional to your role and it's not actually in your job description, you don't want to add pressure that you can't um, you can't fully commit to or that takes away from your job. But if it's part of the organization's health, then perhaps you should. And I think that is one of the drawbacks when we think about like the lack of remuneration that comes with some of these roles. Like, how important is it? Is it important just to you and to the workers or is it important to the organisation? And if you're doing this piece of work that contributes to well-being or contributes to people feeling part of, if that's important for the retention of the Mm organisation, then they really need to think about should it be extracurricular or should these things come with some monetary gain? But I also think that and we don't know because we, you know, we can only speak anecdotally and personally that I feel that perhaps black people, and I, I he- hesitant to speak on behalf of all, but we're reluctant to say what we want. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think that that comes from, that comes from not, not, not being clear with, with what you want for yourself, but not being honest. And so you take on these things and you Mm. think, right, 
So I'm going to be the face of, you know, I'm going to be the face of whatever the initiative is. I'm going to lead it. Da, da, da. Yeah. And for some people, they really do just want to work with the people fine. But there are a number of people who want this to be something that helps to propel their career. And yeah. they don't see it. I, and I, I think they, they don't yeah. say it to themselves. Like, I'm taking this on because I want it to matter in my profile. And so therefore, if they're not honest with themselves in saying, why are you doing this piece of work, intentionality, then you're unable to communicate it. Because as far as your employer is concerned, then you're doing it for fun because you like it, because you want to. So why should it? I think you touched upon something important there, because as you were speaking, I think for if people want this to be involved in these things to contribute to the elevation of their professional career, they need to highlight these things. I think it works in the same way as if you, you know, you're applying for promotion in the workplace. You've got to build the business case for yourself. You've got Mm -hmm. to literally present it the way you have. It's like I am doing my duties in my role. That's all my job description. But also this is how I'm benefiting the general business as a whole and bringing it to a place where there are safe spaces for people and people feel whole people feel like they are you know catered to within the area you really have to build a case for it I really would not advise anyone to kind of join these initiatives just for the sake of you know kind of just being recognized because I don't think that's going to yield you the results that you want unless you have a tangible plan um, of how to make sure that you are recognized and also I wouldn't advise joining these things if you don't really care about it that much um, because I really think when it comes to these kind of initiatives you can tell who's just joined it because it's something that they can just put on their CV or something like that and then you can tell the people that truly have a passion for it and approach everything all the activities and how it's um organized in that fashion way one of the things for me which I really hate is when people are at the head of these initiatives and they're just disorganized they're scattered mm. because everybody is kind of in their own I'm going to call it selfish ambitious lane with it and it's like I want to be the face of this I want to be the face of that and the whole the holistic benefit for the people it's meant to serve is not at the forefront of their mind. It's about them and building their profile. So I think for me, if people want there to be some kind of professional recognition, they have to pull that out for themselves and really highlight it in something um, like an appraisal or things like that. Um, But also you just have to have the initial passion and drive for the cause um, in the first place. So I think that's the best like way to utilize your contribution and make it very Mm -hmm. tangible um, in that respect. But I don't think it should be the primary objective in any way, shape or form. Mm. Agreed. Agreed. So that moves, that kind of is an easy segue into um, the next question, which was, you know, okay, so you've seen an initiative, you like it. What's the ideal amount of time or effort <laughs> to put in it? I know that's just that that's a Hail Mary question because really and truly, how do you know that? But I actually think if someone's got quite an organized lifestyle, you can actually effectively project how much time you can afford to um spend on these kind of things. And then it's just having the discipline 
of setting those boundaries. So I think if anyone wants to get involved in these things and they're scared about being overburdened, you have to be honest with yourself. What is your capacity? And then Mm -hmm. you give your capacity to whoever's leading the team or the other members of the team and say, listen, this is what I have capacity to do. This is where I can input here. And then you stick to it. When you do not stick to it, you will get burnt out. You will get tired. You will get frustrated with everything. You need to have your personal boundaries and be comfortable with saying, actually, no, I can't extend myself in that way um, at this current point in time because, well, just because you don't even need to provide an explanation. It's, Mm -hmm. I just don't have, you know, capacity for that. Or, or your organisation are making sure that you have adequate time because, and, and that's something that you have to define when going in on it. So it's all very well being like, I want to front the this group, the that group. Mm. Or do you have the capacity? And and like, and what does capacity look like? Does your organization expect that you will do this work in your own time under your own gumption? This is what I mean about who's it important to, what's it for? Or actually, are they going to facilitate that work? And you know, are you in a position where where you can sort of have that conversation and negotiate how your time is spent at different times of the year or whatever. Bearing in mind, it's an added extra. Remember, this is not your JD. This is extracurricular. So your boss is within their right to be like, no. Um, But equally, as I said, if it's serving the organization, I think, you know, more and more we have to we have to force the hands of employees to see the value in the work, which means they have to provide the time and the resources for you to be able to do that. And if you haven't got your organization support, no matter how passionate you are about it, I wonder if you should be doing it. Mm, you know, I was just thinking of that. And I think if you are someone that kind of does want to do that kind of thing, then also have some personal goals with regards to it. The same way you have personal goals with regards to your career progression, just sit down with yourself and say, okay, I want to get involved with this thing, but what are the goals that I want to take out of it? Because if you kind of go go with the flow, that's when you kind of just get, you will get sucked in without a shadow of a doubt. Cause that's what always happens with these kind of things. You'll get sucked in and then you'll just end up be doing every single little thing and not feeling like you're any um making any progress so I think for anyone you know I think for anyone working on me we said in in our first episode on Mm. working on me like burn out the humble mumble it's time Mm. to be braggadocious it's time to you know when you when you deliver your or you facilitate that session telling people can you go and and go on my LinkedIn and give me my, what did they, what's it called? Recommendations. <laughs> Recommendations, like on, on a really small, small scale. But if that's, if that's one of the things that it takes, will you, will you provide reference? Like, know what you want to get out of it. That's it. If you're building a personal brand, then be responsible for building that brand and think what are the steps that, what are the things 100%. that need to happen alongside this to make this matter? And remember, <laughs> I don't have the episode, but I believe it's season <laughs> one, episode six. I believe Stop being it. your own cheerleader is our early days. People are not going to cheerlead you. No. You have to be, you have to figure out the way that you are going to cheerlead yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to figure out the way that you're going to sort of galvanize the masses to be behind you. Not that 
oh, it's the Black History Month email from Marjorie. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> you need people that also are not just behind you, but alongside you. Make make it important for everybody. Make it important. It's true because nobody else is going to do That's that work for you. Work you for have you. to, you like, not glorify yourself, but you have to promote yourself um, in that sense. And I think there's, I think personally, there's a lot of value in joining these things. Maybe not for myself because of where I'm at. <laughs> and I was just like, I ain't got the time. But I feel like, you know, some of these ones, you can join. It can be a whole thing of, okay, I want this to further my professional career, whatever. But some of these are actually fun. Like I said, my workplace has ones where there's like a theatre club, there's like film club, there's sports club. And those things can be really enriching. So one of the points that I really want to draw on today is for anybody listening, you don't have to do ones that are, I don't know, socially conscious or whatever whatever you Mm. can join initiatives or activities that fill you up as an individual because they bring community into your life and it widens your network of friends and having people who are passionate about the same things that you are like I really love those kind of groups again I don't think I've joined any in in a work atmosphere but definitely outside of work I've joined like film clubs I've joined like theatre clubs and it's so fun just like having other people who share your own passions and interests Mm. and also you know bearing in mind you know the atmosphere we're in in this country how everything really is a struggle to survive right now some of these activities and initiatives can be really crucial to maintaining well-being in a workplace and we speak a lot about that we speak a lot about self-care and one of the ways that you can care for yourself is by joining these um activities and these groups getting to know people sharing some of the things that you're passionate about and then work doesn't just become oh that's my job that I'm doing to earn money it also becomes a space where there's actually an element of personal fulfillment in in an aspect that isn't work related but is enjoyment related (laughs) because who knows like enjoyment (laughs) I looked it up it's season two episode seven being your own cheerleader okay um, thank you historian like at school, yeah, them man there, they never missed the Friday football, bruh. Mm. Like, and I think for for a lot for a lot of for a lot of the the men, because it was mostly men who took part mm. in the football, who had children or other responsibilities. There wasn't, and you know, you get to an age where you're like, am I really signing up to a club, to a league for certain activities? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like especially especially sports where it, it gets intense, it gets competitive, and you're like. I just, I, I just want to be fit and active. I don't know no. if I want to compete. No, we want to compete. But <laughs> having it in the workplace, you get that little element of competition, mm-hmm. albeit amongst your peers. You know, it's on site, so you don't have to worry about what time you get home and get in change. You literally mm-hmm. just take part in the activity there and then, so it's really convenient. Um, so, yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, it's not all about the the conscious 
the conscious nonsense. The the work in inverted commas, but I hate using work it, work in that way, the pejorative term, because it sounds like it's just mm. so condescending. But you know what? One of the side effects of joining the really fun activities as well is it builds rapport and camaraderie with your colleagues, which in a way, in a sense, can also help in terms of your perception, your brand within the company as well. Because, you know, who when it comes to making key decisions as to who should do this thing, who should be promoted or whatever, like mm. one of the feedbacks that I love getting from people at work is like oh people love working with you or you're such a joy to be around you're really friendly you're a people person whenever people tell me I'm a people person I'm like which person are you seeing because in my head I know I'm fed up of people (laughs) (laughs) but I know how to portray I don't know. Maybe I am actually being my genuine self, to be honest with you. Maybe that is the vibes that I'll give off in you life. You give yourself some credit, Tom. You know, strangers be Maybe like, other people enjoy me. you more than you. Right. Strangers <laughs> on the buses, on public transport, they always be coming up to me to give their life stories. I'll be listening. They're very interesting. <laughs> but um, yeah, what I was saying is actually sometimes even being involved in these fun activities and um, can by proxy actually improve your standing in the business, in the company, in front of the people that matter because you become a real person to them, not just like a workhorse or um, effectively in a, a machine in a factory. You're a real person yeah. to them. There's someone that they can relate to, someone who shares um, values with, and then they'll be thinking, oh, yeah. Um, Barbara oh I really like her and we had that amazing conversation yeah she's I think she'd be able to handle this this next level because she's got that personable character that would just be able to speak to the client in that way so I think it's a little bit trickier joining those kind of activities and initiatives for the purpose of um, progressing your career but it can also it's not mutually exclusive it can be Mm. a spin-off of those things agreed Absolutely. So I think if there's anyone listening right now, um, some of you may be like, mm, nah, that's not for me. Some of you might be like, actually, yes, but I can't see any initiative at the moment that I would like to be involved in. But I do have an idea for initiative that I want to start. What do you think should be the key considerations that they should make before pitching for it? We kind of touched upon it already, but let's consolidate yeah. it now. I think there's first of all, what what does this mean for you? Like really be clear because when you're working really hard and you're putting in extra hours or you're feeling burnt out, what is the why behind it? What's gonna mo- what's gonna keep you motivated? So take a step back and really think like, is this what I need to do? Are there other ways that I can achieve the same outcome? Or, you know, or is this the method? I then personally, I think just just taking a step back. And you know what? I don't know how much I've really thought about this before, but thinking about the business case, as we've said before, Mm. like how how what is the place of this activity in terms of business? Because also even with the fun stuff, if you haven't got the right people in your workspace behind you, mm-hmm. whether it be the bursa, whether it be HR, unless you're that guy that can that can galvanize support, you're gonna need other people to to back it. You need it in the newsletter, you're gonna need this space, this room, this funding. So really look at the business case 
to say, well, what is this bringing to the to the to the organization? And then, I mean, there's loads of things I could add that, but I don't want to talk mm. too much. But like, I'd say there's a part of me that I agree with it, and I think I'm thinking maybe for myself, I would say start small. Yeah, simply because I just am not about burnout, like. Mm-hmm. And I know, I pers- personally, me, I know my capacities, and I know, I know that I like things to be done well. So I would rather do like small, small across the year, or maybe it's like one major event that I spend the year planning towards. Mm. But like really having your mind, how does this work that is successfully executed and that mm-hmm. for me, I mean, I like to work to metrics sort of thing. So year on year, I'd be like, what is the outcome? I can't stand, which is what which we've spoken about before, but especially with the more with the more conscious efforts, groups that just meet for the sake of meeting. Oh Lord Jesus. Because giving them a safe space and they get time to talk about the things that are cheesing them and off every day. But then, but then what? Then like what? what is the purpose? What's the outcome? What do you want to see happen? Whether that's like a policy change in the organization, whether that's, you know, a gathering, mm. a learning piece, something. I but that's that's how I work. Because also I guess if it's something that's going to go on your resume or something that you're going to speak about in your personal statement, the the end point is what was the point? What did you get? What, what was gained from that activity? You can yeah, do lots of things. You can be busy, busy doing, 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 and impact. But that's how that's how I operate. So I to summarize that, I think it's make sure the impact is something that's quantifiable. Um, I think that one of the things you should do before pitching it is research. See if there are other people that you know, um, see if there are initiatives like that already in maybe some of their companies, see the ways that they've approached it, maybe speak to them about what the benefits or the things that have gone well have been, what have been the pain points. Obviously, depending on what you is you want to pitch you might not have um, that ability to do so. But I think research is key here because I think what a lot of people do in this life is they just come up with exactly the same idea that somebody else has done. It's, it happens well, a lot. Reinventing the, the wheel. You know, it happens a lot in the charity section. And it was like, why couldn't you just join that particular charity and executed your idea there? You didn't need to do a whole new charity. <laughs> so I do think um, research is key in terms of how to do it I also think gathering a team is key find people who would like to do the same thing kind of interested in it a small group of people at first and then you bounce the ideas off each other working in silo is not advisable because then you kind of develop a god complex where you think that every idea you have is fantastic and why can't anybody else see that no you need people <laughs> who will offer a different perspective and maybe challenge some of the things that you're coming up with so that it improves or challenge it in a way that actually no that doesn't make um, any sense whatsoever maybe or bring a skill set it. to the yeah, work exactly a skill set to work and approach it from um, a different angle what was the other point I had oh don't tell me it's lost from my head now it was gathering a group of people oh that was it so I would say as well if you want something like this to kind of be successful I would say even before you pitch it be doing spoilers 
be doing trailers, be doing dangling a bit of bait out and seeing if anyone's biting it. So by that, I mean, like, it's kind of auditioning the idea in mm. in theory before the audience mm. that you would be targeting to see if there's actually that that audience actually exists and is strong enough for something like this to work because the worst thing to do is to go to all the effort of pitching having everything come together with the business and then nobody takes the bite you need to kind of figure out are there people who would benefit from what it is that you want to do are they excited about it and also getting their opinion we call this what do we call it we call this course almost focus group so to speak and I know, you know what I'm smiling because it it reminds me of the beginnings of BWW that's it's true. exactly what Natalie which did. is exactly what we did or well, Natalie did she organized meetings I, I don't know how many of them it wasn't even that many maybe like three or four days just gathered black women together and then maybe by the third meeting which was the one I actually attended like the I this was she um deposited the idea and said okay who's on board before <laughs> town kind halls of, yeah. it was before town halls it was yeah, before, exactly to carry it through before logo before you know any decisions about the podcast was made exactly and little by little incremental step by incremental step here we are today and what you need to know as well in advance I would say for yourself and anybody else who wants to join in the enterprise is what kind of person are you are you the kind of person that um can weather kind of challenges and overcomes them or quickly folds because challenges you most certainly will have (laughs) Mm. and you need to have the kind of mindset that works towards solutions and doesn't fold to defeat so if you know you're someone that's not really organized you know that things fluster you easily then maybe you need to think about should you be the person needing this maybe you should pay a supporting role as opposed to being the person who leads Mm -hmm. it but if you feel that you're strong enough in that department uh, in terms of leadership then also you're going to have to improve in your leadership 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 skill sets as well yes go Shad. <laughs> no because that's another drawback you don't want to put your foot through a door to then have your represent your reputation tarnished mm. to be like oh she was the one who was right. and then they've got i don't even have expletives in me they've got right. nonsense to say about your name when you didn't even have to be in that space you know so Know I know it's giving, it's giving black excellent vibes, but if you're going to no, deliver, be this, excellent. Yeah. Be excellent. Deliver. You have to, yeah. Be excellent. Know what you want. Go for it and have a process. Have a procedure. And I think like people, that's why I feel like a lot of the people who run these kind of things generally tend to be people who, in their day to day jobs, are maybe like account managers, project managers, people mm-hmm. that kind of um, are project orientated in the fir- oriented, orientated, whichever right. it is, <laughs> in the first place because they just have that mindset and that is the way they apply themselves to all things. Um, so yeah, I think those would be my key. Um, keywords of advice to people bearing in mind I ain't done nothing like this so <laughs> but we've also spoken your extracurricular f- strong outside of work yeah so. and we've spoken for the perspective of being part of the black women working as well and if you've been listening to us for a long time you'll see how things have progressed within us as a team as well and our output as well and all of it it takes a lot of work <laughs> a lot of work 
and like, and like, you know, and that's 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 the why. Like on a on a work leadership front, like mm. one of my favorite references is Simon Sinek, who speaks about the why, and he has a great TED talk on focusing your motivations. But I think like and. I think I want to just take uh, take a minute to remind people in terms of being intentional. And we have said this, we have said this throughout, but your why doesn't have to be grand. Your why might be that you just want to do something different. Your might be, your why might be that you want I a little want bit heal, of self heal the world. Heal the world. <laughs> that you, that you want self-satisfaction. <laughs> it might be that you want to heal the world. It might be that you want to generate a skill. Like, the why, the why doesn't matter because when we think about, when I think about some of the passion projects that I've taken on over the years, like they're, they're not making me no money. Mm-mm. So if, if I wanted to, to turn my hand and then say, actually, this needs to become residual income, that's the motivation, that's the intention behind it, I could very much get up and switch things around. But, you know, my why was... First and foremost for my passion project was about work-life balance, well-being, that I wanted to get myself away from work and make sure that I was portioning my time to do other things. But um, yeah, also don't feel pre when when we speak about intentionality, don't feel pressed to feel like because we've we've kind of given like some tips around making these initiatives successful if you're the person leading them and launching into them. But don't feel pressed for that. If you're wise, like just because, because mm-hmm. I want to then that's cool too. That's cool mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And but just know it for yourself. Exactly. Know it for yourself and know yourself. Well, I think we've come to the end of that really interesting topic. And as always, we love hearing from you and your feedback on the episodes. Thank you so much for the emails that we've had recently and the social media feedback. We really love that. And that's kind of a part of our whys if you want to link it to the topic as well, because we know that we're providing value um, to people's lives. So thank you so much for letting us know that we're doing that. Um, as always please tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to help us get the word out keep the conversation going on social media hashtag bwwpodcastuk you can also at us on twitter and instagram you can even talk to us on linkedin as well you can email us you can dm us and our email of course is blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com and also because i'm not even sure if we've mentioned it this year we have a website which is www.blackwomenworking.com as well so make sure you check out our website um so yes thank you so much for joining us this episode and it's a goodbye from myself and from shan toodles keep working on me in 2023 Ta-da, ta-da. Adios.